Welcome to Essie's Hour of Love, episode 23. And this episode was now, please bear with me, Tu Fuk Nguan Hu. But we call her Fuk. <laughs> and she's wonderful. And she was recommended uh, by my roommate Flick, who's also been on the show. Uh, to come on because she's had quite a long distance relationship and also lived in all these different countries and and had a um, definitely had a different point of view than I've ever heard about long distance relationships and then we that's kind of what we thought it was going to be about and then there was all these other elements that came into her story which was wonderful so I really hope you enjoy and on a final note just remember to subscribe on iTunes and also to leave us a review because we'd love to hear from you. All right, enjoy. Loving anyway. Come and find me. I don't care if you stay. Loving anyway. All right, so. I really, really want to talk about long distance relationships. Okay, all right. But I want to, I want to say that because I think I would be really good at them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I haven't really had many relationships. You feel like, well, I've, I have my independence, yeah. and so the thought that not to say that in a relationship your independence has to like go out the no, window, no. but. I, for some reason, I've built it up in my mind. Yeah. And friends have said, you'd probably be good at long-distance right. Oh, I've never had anyone say that to me. But I've had two long-distance relationships and one did not go well. Um, and this one I'm still in. So there's that. So the one that didn't go well, though. That was a lot of other extraneous. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the no, long-distance. No, no, it wasn't the long-distance. No. Probably not. Probably had something to do with it, but that wasn't the bigger issue. Uh, And have you always been... Because your company's called... uh, Sweet Nomad. Have you always been a bit of a nomad? No. By the way, it's the coolest word. Oh, thank you. Nomad. I I, I don't know know why I... I, I (laughs) No, no, it's the coolest name of your company, but it's also just such a great word of a nomad. Definitely. Um, And at the moment, my boy, Finn, he's adopted it as well. Um, so now he's your local nomad, which is punny for him because he's in marketing and loves all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it does kind of bring about that kind of other nomadic, like these people who are travelers. But for me, it's like, for me, sweet nomad was just always like, my full name is Tufolk and everyone calls me TP. No everyone, but some people call me TP and, um, the T and the P I turned into my logo. So that's where that came from, and then that's how Nomad came about. Do but, you yeah. feel? Do you actually feel a little bit like a Nomad? Um, probably now, yes, definitely. Like I moved from Melbourne in twenty twelve, and I've kind and of and you grew up in Melbourne. Yeah, born yeah. and raised in Melbourne. Um, and yeah, since twenty twelve, haven't really had a kind of home base or anything like that. And I don't know how much you read into this, but because I'm a Sagittarius, they're supposed to be travellers as well. What else comes with a Sagittarius? Um, fiery. Um, Good to know. Lucky, I think. Um, what else? What's an archer? So I feel like that should be goal achieving. 
but maybe not for me. I, don't, I never really set out goals or anything like that, which is something I probably should do. Um, but, yeah. So 2012, you... 2012, I, I think I broke up with my, that boyfriend, that long distance one, the first one. Oh, because he'd been away. He had been away. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had been away. Like, we started dating, I think, end of 2011. And he moved... He he was doing a six-month South American trip. And I was like, okay, well, that's a strange time for us to get into a relationship. And we decided to go on a date anyway. And he's like, I'm I'm leaving. I'm like, okay, great. What are we doing here? Um, But it was also fine in that sense because I could just be like, well, let's just hang out and see where it goes. Like, you're leaving. It's fine. Um, but then we decided to stay together. Um, and then what happened? I went to New York. New- I went to New York for the first time and I kind of, I don't know what happened here, but I kind of was just like, I don't like what's the kind of direction I'm taking in my life. And I came back in a really kind of weird, funky state. And it was hard to explain to him because he's there like traveling Machu Picchu and all of that stuff. Um, so why had you come to New York? We, we, I was I came with my best friend and we always wanted to go. So it was just a trip. It was yeah, just a it trip. Yeah, it was totally one of those. We're in New York. Let's go get go to Budokan and oh good yeah, yeah the classic the New classic, York trip yes. yeah. Um, so we did that. What's and, some other ones? Um, uh, la, 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 Magnolia Bakery. Magnolia Bakery. Um, but what's the the Mexican place on the corner. Oh, uh, La Esquina. So, La Esquina, was that on the list? Yes, we went yes. there. Yeah. We went there and we saw Emily Blunt. Uh, so we're like, Ooh. I used to know this list, like, the back of my exactly. and, like, and then everyone had, Melbourne crew had given the recommendations of where you could get a good coffee, yeah. which was so important. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so we, we ticked all those off. Um, we came for, it was a massive kind of snowstorm. We circled the air for three hours and then on the tarmac for eight hours. So... Um, when we got here, we were just like, oh my god, I'm so glad we're here. And we landed on the 30th of December, 2011. Oh, in the midst of... It was a massive snowstorm, yeah. and it was just disgusting, sleet, <laughs> snow, all that stuff. Um, and we got really drunk, my friend and I, and then on New Year's Eve, we did not want to drink at all. Um, but... Then we kind of got sick of each other and we went and did our own thing. Yeah. Um, but it was very much one of those trips where you just buy everything that you like. Oh, we're in America. Let's buy this and buy that. And I got to the end of it at the end of the trip and I was just like, why do I have all this stuff? You know, I got into one of those really kind of. Did you save up a lot like for it as well? I mean, mean yeah. like, had you, you yeah. sort of had the money to kind of go wild? I, I had been working full time for probably at that stage about four years. What were you doing? Medical research. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, and it wasn't something that I, I loved or anything. Like a lot of people who did my course, which is biomedical science, they went on to do a PhD and I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to start work. Um, so it was never like a, a lifelong passion, but I, I like to think that I was good at it. And I enjoyed, I really loved my workplace and my work colleagues. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was one of those things where I was just buying everything I could and, you know, going out and going to fancy places like Budokan, La Esquina. And I, Three, four, ten cocktails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I, I remember sitting in a hotel, I can't remember which hotel, I think Mulberry Hotel in Chinatown. And I had just suitcases full of stuff. And I was just like, what is this? 
right? I came back and that was probably one of the worst um, plane rides I've had. I've just like, was just sobbing oh, on the wow. plane. Um, and I got back and I was in such a funk and my friend who came with me, she wasn't there for that part of my trip. So you were by yourself? I was by myself with as your well. stuff. With my stuff, all, all of my things that I bought. Um, and I came back and I was, felt so detached from everything and everyone and that's why that relationship deteriorated. Like I never discussed it with him and then he came back early, um, unbeknownst to me, and it was just like, I'm dealing with this and now you come back and I don't have the right response of happiness of having you back. Um, so that's why that Did you ended. feel a pressure of that as well, of the, because you had spent time away, that when they came back that it's like it had to be on? Yes, yeah. And I, I go through this with my boyfriend now. Um, so we, I recently moved back and he was already over here. And I came back and I'm not usually a person who gets... To New York, right? Yeah, yeah, to New York. And we had always wanted to come here. And so when I came back, he was... I was super happy to be back, but I was just very anxious as well about coming back, having to start over again. Even though he's here and it's, it would have been a lot easier because I used to live here and um, it was a struggle when I did. Um, just to clarify, so let's... So, you came, yeah. No, no, you came for a two-week holiday years yes, ago, 2012. Years ago. But then you actually moved here um, for a little while. Like, yes. What was that, like two... Two years ago, 2015. 2015. And that was for like, a, what, six months yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. But now, now you and you, Finn wasn't with you then. No, he but, was in. Where was he at? Say that's. He was in Shanghai. Yeah. So now he's he. You two have both moved here. Yes. But he arrived first. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, returning to my boyfriends when or they returned to me, I, I'm not someone who usually gets excited about things anyway. So, their level of excitement of what they think how they think I would be is usually not met. Um, and that's often strenuous on relationships as well. Um, Does that make you get a little nervous when they come back? Um, definitely that first time because I was dealing with something I'd never dealt with before. Um, this time I probably wasn't thinking so much about how he was going to be because we had lived together and everything. And um, for me it, was, it wasn't just coming to him, it was coming back to New York, um, which was my main kind of, like I wasn't anxious about him at all. I was just anxious about coming back here. Um, wow. So interesting yeah. you had this experience in New York and now you've, you've come back twice. Well, yeah. when, I, when I came over in 2011, then I came back every single year. Oh, wow. Yeah, after that, because I fell in love with the city, even though it seemed to have just... An impact on of, you. Yeah, flipped me totally upside down um, and maybe that's why I came back all yeah. these times but um, yeah after that New York trip and feeling quite lost in early 2012 I quit my job um, moved to Vietnam I'd never been there before my parents are from there um, and they left probably about 30 34 years ago now so my dad still hasn't been back um, so I'm quit my job. Why did they move to Australia? Because of the war. Um, they were refugees. Um, and that's why my dad hasn't gone back. Like he doesn't want to, it doesn't, for him, it, it doesn't feel like his country anymore. Um, my mom's been back a couple of times. But, and um, how do they feel about Australia? Does that feel like their country now? 
Um, like my dad's actually lived in Australia longer than he has been in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Um, but for him, he's just still longing for this time and place that doesn't exist anymore. Like they love Australia and they um, are so grateful to have been able to, to settle there. Um, but no, I think, I think for, for him, he's still very much Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sad that he hasn't gone. Um, but yeah, even when I was over there and I lived there for about a year and a half, he didn't visit, which I wasn't, I was hoping that he would. Um, my mum did, but yeah, it didn't eventuate. How did he feel about you leaving? He didn't understand it no. at all. He's like, I've, like, we risked our lives to leave this war-torn country. It's not war-torn anymore. It's actually advancing a lot. Um, but he couldn't understand it at all. Like, why did you give up your job that you seem to be good at that people like you? Steady income. Steady income, which is obviously something really important that parents like yeah. their children to have. Especially immigrant parents that Definitely. had to really, yeah. you know, yeah. it wasn't a given. No, like my, my mum, when she left, she was supposed to go with her, her younger brother. And so he packed, you, know, you weren't supposed to leave, it was a, like, it was a crime to, to flee your country. And so they, they had decided on a meeting place and he never turned up. Her brother? Her brother. Because he's decided to stay back to be with um, his partner. He fell in love with a girl, so he didn't want to leave her. Um, but he had all of my mum's belongings that he was supposed to bring. So all that she had was basically her clothes and like she sewed a little bit of gold into her bra. And that's basically all she had. And she didn't know your dad yet? She did know my dad. And this is something that I learned when I got to Vietnam, that I don't think my parents ever married. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because I believe that they got married in Vietnam and then they left. But um, I never, like, got into details. But on a, like, kind of like an offhand comment, my uncle said they never married here. Which just makes me think, like, are you married at all? I haven't asked them. But hang on, but wait. But so, because the way that it sounded like it was going to be your mum and her brother that took the journey together. Yeah. Was your dad on dad the same was, journey? Yeah, yeah. They, they, oh, they oh. were together. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, but I just don't think they officially married. Wow. My mum actually had a fiancé before my dad. Um, and he died during the war. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I don't know what that year was, but... She's, Do they talk about that time very much? No, or? no. My dad has these notebooks that he will that he's written in, all Vietnamese. So I don't, I can't, like, I can read it, but I might not understand the words. Um, but yeah, they don't really talk about like. They seem very well adjusted. <laughs> like if I was to think about something. If I was to do that now, I would be in pieces. Well, but I wonder if you actually are thinking a lot about that now because of what's sure, going on. Sure, of course. No, I yeah. see that. And I, 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 like for me, it just seems so far removed though because I haven't heard it discussed with my parents. Right. And I recently went to the Whitney Biennial and there was a Vietnamese artist there and he did a piece on this island called Palabudong. And it was actually the refugee island that my parents... Um, were kind of they were picked up at sea and taken here. It was like twenty thousand Vietnamese in the like. So they came on a boat. They came on a boat. Yeah. Um, Which but, I guess that's the only way, right? At yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So the boat before 
I, I don't even know if this is right in terms of if my parents were on the same boat, but my mum said the boat that she was on, I don't know if my dad was there as well, the boat that she was on, the one before and the one after, were ransacked by pirates. So women were raped, like babies were thrown. So like, I hear like snippets like that, but I haven't actually ever sat them down and spoken to them Snap about it. Yeah. Would you, because would it be, why haven't you? I don't know. I don't know if, if like I'm, I don't think I'm scared to hear what it, what it's like. And, but maybe I'm just thinking that they might not want to talk well, about they it. Might, it might be scary for yeah. them. I don't know. Um, you know. But like for my parents, I just feel like they're very kind of fearless in terms of that sense. And they would be, I don't know if it's an Asian thing, but they're not very kind of, um, emotive in terms of they're very kind of matter of fact and pragmatic about things. This is what happened. This is what happened. And whenever they would talk about it, it'd be more like, oh, wow, this happened. Not like this tragic thing happened. Right. You know? It's more of a fact rather than yeah. a, an experience yeah. that I... And I'm not yeah. sure if it's that's like a kind of a protective thing or whatever. I would imagine um, that it would help. Yeah. But I, well, yeah. I saw the footage at this this um, piece at the Whitney and I just had never seen what it... what I had never thought about it. I don't know. Is that like I should have thought about it? But I looked and there was just people on top of people on top of people um, trying to get water from a well... And sometimes you wouldn't have enough water. And I didn't even think of that. I thought of like, oh, it's Refugee Island where, like, you know, there's aid there helping people. But I really don't think it was. And I don't know why I thought that it was. Maybe because they actually made it here and they seem so right. fine about it. Um, Isn't that incredible, though, that they did that? And then now they're, I'm guessing, quite a comfortable family. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. enough so that they're happy to let their daughter quit their job and move to Vietnam to, like, I, I didn't work in Vietnam. I volunteered at an orphanage for the time I was there, which is probably the only reason I could have stayed there for my dad to understand. Dad, yeah. Um, if I was just there, like, just... Did he ask you much about your experience there? Yeah, we'd talk, like, you know, every few days. And um, I, I was very close to his family. His, all of his family is still in Vietnam. Whereas a lot of my mum's family is in Australia. Had you met any of them before you went over? We sponsored my auntie and my uncle to come over a few years ago. So I'd met them and I talked to them on the phone and they're just, just lovely, just welcoming people. Um, so I love going there and I love going because I, I lived in Saigon, but they lived in the country in the Mekong and I loved going there because you just have people dote on you, you know. And yeah, how did they see, how were you perceived? Um, my uncle, he's kind of, he's older than my dad. My dad's 69 this year, he's turning 70 next year. My uncle's like 75 and he is... Is this, no, sorry, I was like, what? is this the, the the brother that was supposed to go? But it's, no, right, no, it's on your dad's no, side. It's on my yeah. dad's side. Did you meet him? He passed away. Oh. Yeah, so he was my mum's favourite. Um, still? Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. Still, even though yeah. she... Even though he didn't rock up. Even though he didn't turn up. Um, and it's so funny because Vietnamese, they have favourites. You can say, this uh, is my favourite son, this is my favourite sister. And that's okay. And that's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, yeah, my uncle was just like, why would you, like, give up your job and look after these kids, mm. you know? Um, or like, there's a kid here, like, he's, he's your cousin's kid, why don't you look after him? 
you know, he couldn't understand that concept of caring for orphan children or anything like that. But there's also a sense of here's the family that we look after yeah. and we protect, sure. you know? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, but I definitely feel like maybe in our generation that isn't as strong as what it, no. it used to be. No. Well, also in Vietnam and I, I like living in China as well, you often have three generations living in the same house. Right, you've got a lot to look after. Yeah, yeah. you've got a lot to look after and you're expected after your parents have taken care of you that you take care of them or they help you take care of your children you know that um so but he's he's very much a kind of backwards thinking man sometimes um uh what were we saying so how we but like for for vietnamese like how oh how do they perceive me um she would have dressed differently but it would have looked the same you know you know like yeah yeah. you can definitely tell like there's a word for us um foreigner vietnamese um and usually it's kind of looked down upon um, but it's often kind because of, you don't truly understand the culture. You don't truly understand the culture. I think there might be a bit of resentment of people who left, as well. Like they didn't, you didn't face the hardships of a communist yeah. regime here. Um, you don't really get it. Yeah, yeah, and then you come back and you buy our properties or you marry our girls, which happens a lot as well. Um, or you marry our good men. Yeah. Yeah. That that doesn't really that happen. happen. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was a movie I saw of that once. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't usually happen. Yeah, it's not usual that like a westernized Vietnamese girl would go to Vietnam to marry a local. But the flip side, definitely. Wow. Okay. Especially if you get paid for it as well, which does happen a lot. A lot. Yeah. Who's paying you? The family, oh. the 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 wife, the bride's family, is is paying the the yeah the westernized Vietnamese, yeah, to get her out. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um. Do what? How did you feel about? Did, could you understand or? Um. I can I can definitely understand. Yeah, for sure, because if she gets out, then she might be able to sponsor. Right. And her then... parents or her younger siblings or this person and that person. And, you know, arranged marriages... Have been going on yeah. for a very long yeah. time. Still happen. Yeah. yeah. India. I yeah. Think it's yeah. Still <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I can definitely understand. It does feel like a bit of a time warp when you're back in Vietnam and the kind of values that they place on things. Um, but yeah, definitely people didn't understand what I was doing there, especially people at the orphanage, like the other carers at the orphanage. And they're like, oh, how long are you staying here? And I was like, I don't know, maybe a year, a year and a half, two years. And like, oh, well, your job is so nice to let you have that time off. I was like, oh, I quit my job. And like, why did you quit? I'm like, oh, I didn't really like it. It's like, how much money? Do you-? Like, they can ask you, in Vietnam, it's not rude to ask age, weight, wage. So they're like, how much money did you make? I was like, oh, you know, quite comfortable, you know. And then in my head, I'm just there going, you make $75 a month and I'm here complaining that I don't like my job. Yeah. And I just decided to just like leave everything behind and come here and and just faff about in an orphanage. Not that, but, no, but they definitely didn't understand. Like they would ask me, oh, what, what language do you speak in Australia? I was like, English. It's like, oh, don't people in England speak English? Don't you speak Australian? I was like, still English though. You know, you know 
Once I moved to America, I swear that I have made statements like that. Not obviously about Australia right. being Australian, but I have said oh, right. things so ignorant, especially about um, uh, South America, because we grew up not learning anything no. about South America. No, that's you know? true. Like, yeah. And I, so there's this guy at work um, who comes in and is like, uh, comes in in the middle of the day and he uh, does the dishes, like he cleans up basically and every um he's he used to say like hola to me all right and i would like i'd be hola and but i wouldn't <laughs> i didn't you know come start i like i right. would and i'd get nervous because i didn't know and, and now he just says hello but he can't <laughs> he i don't think he doesn't know english really at all right. so he can't even he can't sort of it goes as far as how are you but i don't sure. think he knows the answer necessarily and i don't so we and I feel real because everyone else in the agency has yeah. grown up learning, yes. you know, Spanish. Spanish yeah. Or and um and I, you know, we learn Indonesian. Yes. Um, which has not come in handy over no, here. No, I I learned Indonesian for twelve years. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's like tiny little moments where I've like said that could be the most stupidest thing right. in the world, but when yeah. you don't know, yeah, and it is not common knowledge yeah. for you to know that, you have no idea what you're asking. Yeah, that's you know? true. So I can completely understand why they would think that. Yeah. That in England you speak English. Sure. Yeah, and in Australian you speak Australian. Yeah, because they would ask me what language do people speak in America. And I was like, also English. Like, oh, also English. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Which is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, these very, like, disparate countries, but they're still the same language. They're, no cl- they're not close no. to each other. I mean, yeah. Australia is, like, like, incredible that it really speaks English. Yeah. I mean, when you know the history, fine, but... When you know the, the geography of it. Yeah, you know like that. You should... What? Yeah. Okay, so like... Yeah. yeah. You should, fair-skinned people really shouldn't... We should, yeah, be no, there. You, can, I, you might be okay. I, on the other hand, am definitely getting skin cancer. Like the Irish, yeah, yeah. yeah. My boyfriend's Irish, so definitely slip slop slap. There. Yeah, slip slop slap. That was a summer uh, campaign that we all learned. Yes, is it slip? Slip on a shirt. shirt slap on a hat. Slop on slop on sunscreen. sunscreen. Yeah. Um, and we weren't allowed to play in the in the playground. No hat, we're no wearing, play. Yeah, no hat, no play. Mm-hmm. Going good at our slogans. Yeah. Aren't we? like those hats with the the flap, but the, the flap, and then you could neck. also could turn it up, roll them up. Yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> I'm glad they had the option. Yeah, yes, definitely, because both ways. Sometimes it'd just be the one side, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> I think it made us always look like Raggedy Ann. It made us never... all just look like yeah, actual just school children. Yes, really. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So what um. So what? How? So why did you leave? What? What was? I that? left because I won the green card lottery. To America. To America. Good. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I had. A, I decided to go on a trip to the states, and actually, I I got to Vietnam in the end of twenty twelve, and I remember this so vividly. I was on my cousin's laptop. Um, my cousin from the country in a like pokey like internet cafe and I got on the on the wi-fi and I filled in my my form going this is not going to lead anywhere but let's just do it it was like the last day to to enter and then I fast forward six months and I went to the U.S. to meet up my sister went to Coachella it was really really sweet I hadn't seen her for a few months and I did went on like this really convoluted trip where we went 
all the way up California to, and then I went to Portland, went to Seattle, Chicago, New York. When I was in Chicago, I was at my friend's house, um, his parents' house, and I went on my phone and I said, I was like, I've just won the green card lottery. He's like, oh, we don't have to get married then. I was like, yes, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it was very like, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? I don't have a job and then I'll need one. So I gave myself, you know, I'll stay in Vietnam until the end of the year and then I've got to go back and I've got to back to Australia and make some money. So that's what I did. Um, How did it feel, by the way, from going from Vietnam and then like coming to like Coachella and, you know... Uh, I think for me, I when I first got to Vietnam, I'm like, I'm just going to get rid of all my possessions, vanity, out the door. You went to the extremist yeah. spot. Yeah. No makeup, going to the orphanage. I don't, they don't need to see me in makeup. Um, not any kind of flashy clothes, no jewellery, anything like that. Also because I was scared I was going to get robbed. Right. Um, so there's that. Both very excellent Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't get robbed until my very last day in Vietnam. Um, so I was there for like a year and a half. and I got That was a sign of time to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I had my backpack kind of open and I knew exactly how it happened. I was walking through the market and this scooter was kind of cutting me off at the front to slow me down. So that someone, so someone could. Yeah. Um, but they took my phone, but right next to my phone was my passport. So I'm just like, so glad you oh, took my didn't. phone. Okay, like, take yeah. my phone, yeah. please. Um, so yeah, I... Coming over from, yeah, so I got rid of all my possessions and then I hit a wall and I was like, well, this isn't me. So <laughs> <laughs> I do like materialistic things. I do, I do. <laughs> they're really beautiful. Yeah, they they're so pretty. <laughs> so yeah, on went like um, natural makeup, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so that didn't last that long. So going to America, I was like, yes! You know, it was a nice break. Like, I loved Vietnam, but also it was... Some parts of it, like, not great, you no. know. Um, all, like, what I used to call it was unknown street juice, where you could s- step on a tile and then... Just... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> just in your face? Not in your face, just on just your shoes on your or your right. pants or something. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> don't miss that, yeah. you know. Yeah. These beautiful sidewalks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and I just love seeing my sister and going to Coachella, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a nice break, it was, but it did make me miss Vietnam um, as well. So, yeah. Um, so, where does, um, where does Finn fit into this whole journey? Finn fits into it when I came back from America. Um, which one? Which one? Oh, sorry. That year <laughs> from in this Vietnam. Trip. Yeah. Oh, after. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I did. So like, won the green card. Yeah. Um, went to New York. Oh, I thought on the green card you have to stay here for five years. So I won the green card. I knew that I won the green card, but then I had to go through the next oh, steps. So you hadn't. You weren't on it yet. No, you no, were no. Just the time that. Yeah, you, you got had been selected. Card. Okay, yeah. Like out of three point five million people, you have been selected. Yeah, I don't want to sidetrack, but did you like Seattle and Portland? I love them. Yeah. It was very rainy. That's okay. I yeah. mean, I haven't been to Portland, but I loved Seattle. Me too. Loved it. Um, and, and I was by myself. Me which, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I loved. And I stayed in an Airbnb with this video gamer. Like he... Oh, yeah. 
Serious. Six months of the year he plays video games and six months he does not play video games. And when I came into his apartment, I was sleeping on his couch, I came into his apartment, he had all this anime that he had drawn. Manga. Manga. Of naked Asian looking women. Oh, can you rock up? <laughs> so I was like, ooh, I'll just be here on the couch and you stay in your room. But he would always be on the computer. Yeah. Serious. Next to the couch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he was really sweet. He was really, really lovely. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Seattle. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. So anyway, Finn. Finn. So you get back to Australia. I, no, I get back to Vietnam. Oh, you go back to Vietnam? Yeah, so okay. it was a little trip um, during my time in Vietnam. And uh, I came back and we met. And I, before I left, I had been hanging around with a lot of French people. There's a lot of French, like, expats in Vietnam because of history. Um, I wish I knew more about history in this Colonised by the French. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so I met a lot of French people who um, often didn't get my humour. And I'd have to explain myself, whatever. It's a language barrier as well. So when I met Finn and... He, like, he's Irish, and we have very similar senses of humour. I was like, this is great. He's such a, like, lovely guy. Um, but he was also 22 years old. Hang on, but you've missed... Like, I want to know, like, where you first saw him. And, I, like... I first saw him... So he, he was working there for Jameson Whiskey. In uh, Vietnam? In Vietnam. Okay. So the first time I saw him was in this bar that we used to go to called Decibel. And apparently we had met earlier before that, but I do not remember that. Um, maybe because of Jamison. Maybe because of Jamison. <laughs> he said the first time he saw me, I was ordering Jamison at the bar. And I'd never met him before. So he was like, okay, she already drinks it. Um, and so I met him and I think his brother, his family was in town. So his brother was DJing. And I just met him because he was coming around. With... Okay, Vietnam was sounding popular. <laughs> So he came around with like a tray of shots and that's the first time I met him. But I think he was dating someone at the time, um, an Australian girl from Perth. Oh, mm. but did you notice him? Like were you, like, was there a uh, slight tilt of the head? Uh, I had heard of him. Oh. So maybe I was like, oh, that's him. Because um, he, he was, very, he was yeah. very popular. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, so people used to call him Finn Jameson or Captain Ireland. So I'm like, oh, that's the guy. Um, I should also tell you, like, Vietnam during that time was a lot like spring break for this group of people who frequented this bar. So, okay. So they were having a really good time. We were always yeah. having a really good time, and we'd probably, I'd probably be at this bar like three or four times a week. Okay. Um, what time did you start at the orphanage in the mornings? <laughs> Nine. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and I just remember having, like, a really huge hangover and holding this baby and going, I hope my fumes don't affect oh, don't, you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great place to be because everyone's very quiet. Mm. <laughs> very good for the head. Yeah, unless yeah. they're crying. Um, but then I can just go to some other room. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, that's when I kind of met Finn. And then we had this thing called Breakfast Club where we'd host people so I went over to his breakfast club and he was there cooking Irish bacon or not Irish bacon just bacon um but full Irish breakfast and I was like oh Yum. nice guy you know can cook uh cooking with his shirt off 
which was also. Oh. I don't know if I. I, I was just. Pro- I was like, ooh, he's cooking with. Sh-. I was like, oh, he's cooking Could with his shirt, shirt off. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound romantic, but I was just like, no, oh, no he's just cooking with his shirt, shirt off. off. Interesting yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I get. It's quite tropical and yeah. hot over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is, yeah. especially if you're cooking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of. Like I sensed it, and a lot of people told me, like, I think he he, he likes you. And I was like, yeah, but he's 22. I was 28. Like, there's, like, six years. At that point. At that point, 22, 28 is a bit hard to kind of, like, for me, I I had already put him in that compartment of, you're too young. Right. Like, I enjoy you. And and the society of, like, male woman. Like, maybe it would have been slightly felt more comfortable if it was the other way around. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man is just 22. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear. I just, <laughs> even if it was like, oh, even four years difference, I'd still be like 22. Mm. And I remember this was a time when Tinder first started and I was getting all everyone on it. Yeah. Good. I was like, right, give me your phone. I'm going to download this. And I just would see my friends. And I remember <laughs> seeing his face and just the 22, you know, yeah. just there. And I was like, yeah, no, but like it didn't, it like it persisted. Like he, we hung out a lot and I think for me I was just like oh we're just friends and that's why it's easy and I don't know if he knew that I was trying not to be interested or not trying not to be interested but I don't know if at this stage he thought he was wooing me but for me it was just like I'm having dinner with Finn right because I enjoy conversation with him he's, he's very kind of mature for his age in that sense and um, we just get real drunk all the time and one night we were at this Italian restaurant and we had like I think two of those really big bottles of wine and each no no, no. just one each really yeah, yeah, good. um but they're very like they're like they're, they're not the 700 mil ones but like the liter ones yeah the big ones yeah, yeah so yeah. two liters of wine yeah between two mm-hmm, yeah I get it <laughs> glad we cleared that That's um and so we were very drunk and we got to Decibel and apparently he kissed me Oh. Like he grabbed me, like my face and kissed me. And I don't really remember that. Um, but then we continued to drink wine. And then we ended up back at my place, which I wasn't ever planning. Like, I, I don't think I had really entertained it. I remember that he did, during the time when we started hanging out, he got a girlfriend and he didn't tell me. And I was like, oh, why didn't you tell me? You know, but in my head, I was like, am I jealous? You know, right. and that's probably when I first kind of, kind of twigged that you know maybe I do kind of like hanging out with this guy. Still, he's too young, um, but also when you hear everyone saying he really likes you, he really likes you. Oh, he's got a girlfriend. You're like, hey, hey, hey. yeah. <laughs> we can't be together. Yeah. You should still like me. Yeah, exactly. You better still like me, yeah. even though you have a girl. No, um, so. So that's probably why like, maybe I still kind of hung out with him. Um, but that, that girl went away. I don't know what happened to her. Um, but anyway, so that night that he came back to my place, we didn't actually hook up or anything. We made out. Um, but he gave me a black eye um, because we were making out and being drunk. Somehow his head smashed into my eye. Uh, so I woke up the next morning and I was like, my eye hurt. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, what happened? And then I didn't really want to tell anyone that we had hooked up. Um, how, like, how bad did your eye look? I can show you a picture. 
Okay. Um, it's it's not. It wasn't that bad. I could kind of cover. I still went to the orphanage, but it was definitely like black along. Like okay, so people would notice. Yeah. Yeah. So people were like, oh, how did that happen? I was like, oh, when Finn and I were saying goodbye to each other, we went both the same way, and he smashed into me. And they're like, oh, okay. And Finn's like, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, because he was just like, this is stupid. Like, no one's going to care. But for me, I just didn't – it's a very – it was a very small kind of group, and a lot of people had hooked up with a lot of people, and I was just like, I didn't want to be part of that kind of um, conversation. Um so for Finn, he's like, that's when I knew I had an in. That's when I knew that, you know, it was on. I'm still going to keep trying. So Wait, because he'd come back and you guys had made out and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not because after of, all this time, yeah. not because of the black eye. Yeah, like, yes. I was like, yes, I've marked my territory. Yeah. <laughs> she can love me still with that. Yeah. And in. yeah, I caused her pain, but yes, she still wants more. No. Um yeah, so we st- still continue to hang out. Um, so did you have a conversation of what this meant? I was just like, oh, we were so drunk, weren't we? Like, I definitely Played tried it, to, yeah. like, downplay everything, put a... Wasn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wasn't that hilarious how you gave me a black eye? Not the fact that, like, we went... I took you home and we mm. made out, like, all the way there and yeah. everything. Yeah, that wasn't... But we totally dug each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't... No, I didn't talk about that at all. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then I think I went away, my friend was in town and I went traveling and then I came back and it was his birthday and I made him a cake. Um, I made him a Mr. Potato Head cake cause he's Irish obviously. And I think just like doing that as well, I was like, I wouldn't have done this for anyone no. either. So it, it wasn't. And were you excited to sort of give it to him? Definitely. Then, yeah. yeah. Also cause it was an awesome cake. Yes, like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, his friends were in town as well and I met them and I, like, one of his good friends, Lulu, I've just fallen in love with her. So I was just, it was just probably subconsciously falling for him because I could see the people that he, he was around as well. Like, these are people from home, you know, which was nice to meet them and I was making an effort with them as well that I found I was doing. So that kind of spoke to something. Um, and then one night... We got really drunk again, and um, we were at like a crowded, horrible club. And he pulled me aside. He's like, "I know you think I'm young, but I know what I want, and I want you. And if you say no to me now, I'll leave it at this. But if you say yes, I'm going to give it everything that I have." Along those lines, like yeah. I probably need to talk to him and ask him, "Is, is this what you said, or is this what I've just remembered?" Well. What- what I mean, that's the fe- whatever you just said was the feeling that you felt. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like that's how you would put it into words. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like that. Definitely sold me because yeah. I was just basically like, well, I don't want to say no because I don't want this to end, whatever it is, because I do enjoy you. Um, so I was like, yes, okay, fine. Most of the time, I was like, just keep your voice down. It's like we're <laughs> in a club. I don't care who hears. I was like, shh, shh be quiet. Um, so after that, yeah, we. He called me up the next day or something or messaged me. He's like, oh, do you want to go grab some lunch? And I think that was like supposed to be our first kind of date. And it was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so awkward. And then I walked him to work and I gave him, like, we kissed it. I was like, oh, that was so awkward too. And it was just like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I was just like, oh, we just screwed it up, haven't we? <laughs> you know? But then like it got easier. In that sense. Um, so, yeah. But then he was 
leaving in like a month. He was moving to Japan and I was moving home too. So I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere at all. And we just hung out for that remainder of that month. And we never actually discussed it with anyone. As in like, oh, now we're dating or anything. We just did and I was there. And um, I think everyone kind of knew anyway. Like they were probably expecting it. But yeah, it was still... He was 23 by this stage. Oh, good. <laughs> I was still 28. Yeah. <laughs> so so we, we lost a year, really. Was um, there ever a point, though, and maybe you'll get to this, where you couldn't give a shit about the age anymore? I, I, I don't really personally care because I just think he's just so mature and probably the most mature man I've dated. Um, I don't think other... Most people, when I tell them, they're like, well done, yeah, you know, good, good for you. you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, good for him too, you know. Um, but no, but like I know that definitely his parents were just like, what? Yeah. And he's definitely his, his younger sister because... And I could understand, she was 16 at the time. And she was probably just thinking, like, why is Finn dating a 28-year-old, you know, someone who's 12 years, like, older than me? Uh, yeah. You know, six years older than him, but 12 years older than me. Like, she probably has no idea, like, doesn't hang out yeah, with Yeah, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> to a 16-year-old. woman. <laughs> to a 16-year-old, I am like a fossil. Yeah. You know? um, and then, like, I remember telling my parents, and they were like, what? No. Him? No, because I've seen him before, um, and he does look older than he's 22 years. But also his dad kind of stopped aging when he was, like, 40. So Finn's like, this is going to be my face for a long time. So like, get used to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember our first Christmas, and leading up to Christmas, he was like, I got you a Christmas present today. Like, we, we were obviously um, long distance at this stage. So he left for Japan. And it was, like, very upsetting when he left. And he made me this book of our photos and our text message and our, the memes oh, we used wow. to send each other. And it was called The Creep Diaries because that's what we were, apparently. Did, um, did it surprise you how sad you were? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and I, I made him gifts as well. And it was just, yeah, just definitely, definitely surprised me because I was like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Like, you're leaving in a month, I'm going back to Australia, you're moving to a completely different country, Japan, with a whole bunch of hot Japanese girls who are, like, close to your age or whatever. Who are 22. Who are 20, 23 now. 23. But you Maybe you want one way. year younger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I was like, this isn't going to go anywhere, but I was very sad. But I'm also very good at kind of emotionally detaching myself from situations that aren't going to be like helpful to you so sad and then I was like well that's it you know we're still messaging and everything and we hadn't really discussed what we were doing and it wasn't until he sent me a screenshot of a message that he had with uh, a mutual friend of ours where his name was Andrew and Andrew was like oh so how's Japan like how are the ladies over there and then he Finn said no I'm pretty much still um, hooked up on that girl book and he sent me that, and I think that was one of his ways to tell me that I still want to do this. Right. Because maybe I wasn't kind of very forthcoming with that. Um, about a week after he left, um, 
one of the babies that I was taking care of in the orphanage was leaving as well to go with his adopted family. Oh, wow. And that really broke me up as well, like, hugely. Because I, I just thought, like, this boy is going to be mine. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, if I stayed in Vietnam, I could have adopted him. And so I was just so sad in and that sense. And you felt a special connection with this baby? Yeah. I, I actually went to visit him um, about a year after he left as well in Lyon. Yeah. Didn't remember me at all. No. But I was just so happy to, to have seen him. But and yeah, he was happy? He was so happy. He spoke French. It was so cute. Bonjour. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, a, it was a kind of very strange time because and then about three weeks after that, my mum my and my sister came and that was to bring me home really, to help me kind of move home. So it was very kind of up and down yeah. month I had. Um, and then I think, I'm not sure if it was... When I was still in Vietnam or when I had come back to Australia, Finn messaged and said, I've booked tickets to Melbourne. And in my head, I was like, why? You know, that was the first, like, why would you do that? <laughs> um, like, why aren't you just letting go of this? You know, and I was, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, and I remember when he did come and I was like driving to the airport and I'm like, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. I could see him and be like super happy to see him. I could see him like this was a mistake for you to come because it came up for New Year's. Um, and I was like, oh, great, you know. But I made him a little sign. It said Creep Sedgwick on it. <laughs> and I saw him and it was still like kind of made me super anxious when I did actually see him. But it was good feelings when yeah. I saw him and it was just nice and I think that's we needed that trip to just be like, okay, so this is it. This is this wasn't just a, a Vietnam. We're both living in a different country no, no. thing. Yeah, and I think, and he's very good at driving that kind of but like like as in if this is what we're gonna do, we have to put commit. Yeah, yeah, these steps in place. Um, but yeah, going back to that age thing, our first Christmas together, which was that time he was bringing Christmas presents over for me, and he'd message me like one random day in December, like, I bought you a Christmas present today. Um, you're going to love this Christmas present. You know? And then I get his Christmas present, and one of them is a book called Born in the 80s. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, because he's born in the 90s? He's born in 1990. Oh. And I was just like, why on earth would you get your girlfriend, who is almost 30, this book? Like, why? Even if she... Even if you weren't... Born in the 90s. Why would you get some of this book? And I was like, this is the worst Christmas present ever. I could see why. I could see how he thought. He just thought it was so funny. Funny, yeah. And I was just... Yeah. I haven't read anything No. Yet. Well, also, we're, we're born in the 80s. We, we don't know. need to read no, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. So, he still has little digs every now and then, which, which probably, like, upset me more than I would like them to. Yeah. Um... Because for me, I'm just like, why are you, of all people, making a big deal out of it? Why would you do it? And for him, it's ironic. Well, I guess because it's so not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. can joke about yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah, but for my side. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So he's coming back and he's going to meet everyone. And yeah. He's, and uh, he and does not. He does not. No, but maybe for you. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I... I don't this know how much. This is my much. boyfriend. He looks really young. <laughs> I actually didn't introduce him to my parents as my boyfriend at all. He's like, oh, this is my friend Finn. <laughs> and meeting them, it was such a like 
weird day and I don't know if I'll be oversharing with this but um so when I got back I decided to go to the doctor and get like a full kind of physical checkup checkup after being from Vietnam so the day that he was supposed to meet up with my parents we were going to go to the wineries meet up with him with my parents my cousins like um extended family I get a call from the doctor saying you need to come in right now and I was like, why? I was like, you just need to come in. And I was like, I've got AIDS. In my head, I was like, I've got AIDS. The kids gave me AIDS. And one of them bit me, like, right here. She's pointing to her groin <laughs> right now. <laughs> and drew blood. I was like, that baby had AIDS. Now I have AIDS. Like, obviously, I was, like, yes, going crazy. Yes, you were in a radix yeah. situation. Also, yeah. I was going to introduce my parents. Yeah, a lot to, going on. Yeah, I had a lot going on. So I got to the, and I was freaking out because I was like, not just for me, but for Finn as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get to the doctor and Finn's waiting for me outside and he's like, you've got gonorrhea. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> yes! Um, was it gonorrhea? Chlamydia. Anyone? One, one of, of those, those gross ones. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have said Whatever. Anymore. It was one yeah. of the... I should have just said STD. Yeah. Um, so I was very excited for my XT because it wasn't AIDS. But then having to go outside and tell Finn about it, that was a bit awkward as well because he was like, I don't have it because I went for a medical checkup check. recently. So didn't get it from me. Anywho, um, so I was already a ball of nerves meeting my parents. And I was driving and Finn told me afterwards, he's like, you ran through two red lights and you stopped at like two green lights. <laughs> um so then when I met them, I went to park and I almost hit my uncle's car and I was just like, basically this mm. the whole day. This was the first boy I had... Oh, introduced? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, and they still didn't know. Like, I was just like, friend. My uncles and my cousins caught on straight away. They're like, is this your boyfriend? I was like, what, what do you think? You know? <laughs> Finn, throughout all of this, was just lovely and very normal compared to me, who was just a erratic mess. Um... So, yeah, that was that first meeting. And throughout that trip, he met, like, maybe 40 of my friends. And he was very good doing that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, and then he left. And then we didn't see each other again until April. But by the stage, we had committed. Like, definitely had. Um, But it was hard. Definitely, definitely very difficult. Um, Especially because... For Japan, he was working very kind of long hours. Um, and that's, that stage, he was a brand ambassador, so he would have to go and drink at these establishments for work, which he didn't enjoy. Um, so it was definitely like that first year was really tough on both of us. And I do this thing where if it gets too much for me, I remove myself. Right. And he does the opposite, where he will just want more and more and more. So if I feel like I'm being smothered, then I just like, I can't do this right now and then that makes him flip out and he makes it even more yeah um so we went through stages of that like a few times that year um but then we had to figure out if I was going to move somewhere with him or if I was going to move to America and so I worked for uh, about six months and then we activated my green card here he came over as well and then I came back to Australia. He went back to Japan. And then we were like, okay, well, what, what are we going to do now? And we still, throughout the year, we didn't really, we, it was kind of like a looming kind of thing. Um, 
and it got to a point where he moved to Shanghai and he's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to give up your green card or are you going to, or move to Shanghai? And I was like, no, I want to make more money and then I'll move to America. He's like, well, I've got, a, I had a cutoff date as to when I could go or else I'd lose my green card. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, I'm not ready to go to America. But at the same time, I don't want to give that up and move to Shanghai and resent you for it. And have that pressure on your relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I eventually went to America. And I think that was... I actually haven't asked him how he felt about that. Um, because it was basically a choice. I was basically choosing whether I would resent him or would I... I didn't want to move to America because I didn't feel like I had enough money. I didn't feel like... I don't know what I was going to do over here either. So it was very unknown. Like, I remember just being, like, in tears the night before going, is this the right decision that I've made? Um, but I'm glad I did it, definitely. But that was also made it even harder because our time difference was so different. Yeah. So Shanghai to New York is 12 hours, so you're opposite, opposite all the time. It's the same with Perth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're always at such a different space. Like if I call my parents yeah. in the morning, it's their evening, they're winding down. Yeah. I'm just getting started. Yeah. Like you're never on the same no. wavelength. No. Yeah. So that was tough as well. Um, and then I needed to be in America for six months. And then I applied for this thing called a re-entry permit. So we had a, we had a two-year kind of deadline on our relationship that we would move, we would be together. Um, and I kept on trying to push it out. And he's like, no, we have to do this. But it would mean that I have to move to Shanghai, which I didn't want to do. Um, but I did it. I got this thing called a re-entry permit, which means I could leave, I could be away for up to two years without losing it. Because generally you have to stay in the country for five years to keep it, right? Like you have to Gen come to America and you have generally, to be here. Generally you have to spend the majority of your year here. Right. Like. Every year. Every year. Yeah. Um, until you, if you stay here for five years, then you can apply for citizenship. Right. And then you can come and go as you please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I left not knowing whether I would be able to keep, whether I was approved for that re-entry permit, but I moved to Shanghai anyway. And we finally did find out like two months later, end of last year that I got it. So that made me feel a lot better because it meant that I wasn't l losing it because Finn yes. wanted to have this two-year deadline. Like, I do too, but for me, I was just like, but what if I lose it, you know? Um, because we eventually wanted to move here. That was the whole goal, but he, he wasn't ready career-wise to do that yet. Um, so I'm glad that we did have that extra year where he could kind of work up in Shanghai. So, yeah, then... Um, so Shanghai was the first time that you two really spent, besides the like, couple of months in Vietnam... All that, yeah. That yeah. And you moved in straight away? Yeah. Yeah. So we had never lived together before. Uh, in Vietnam, we lived probably like 10 minute walk from each other's houses. Um, but that was, like, from when we first started dating to when he left, that was probably about a month. Right. And, and then, it was the young love, in yeah. a sense. It's not like yeah. cleaning and we the would, apartment together. No. You know? Oh, God. Don't let me get into that. Okay. <laughs> Um, but like during the time we were long distance, we'd go through like three and a half, four months without seeing each other, which was really tough. Um, so then when we were finally together, it was just so nice. And we had this beautiful lane house that he picked or I picked and he, he was going hunting for it and he hated doing that. So I was very happy with where we, we lived and just 
being able to go into like daily routines together. Like when we were apart, waking up together was such a kind of novelty. And it actually felt even nicer when you knew that it could happen every single day. Um, so yeah, then I think we didn't really have any teething issues coming in, like living together. And you were able to, you were able to be there, even though you didn't, you didn't really want to go. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because he had such a great circle of friends, and like I speak to some of them like almost every day as well. So definitely a community. Um, because he used to, he used to study there, so he's he'd had friends for like that he'd known for like three or four years, um, and it felt like very much a community. We knew everyone, and it's it's it was homey, and it sounds yeah definitely yeah. And we were both in kind of industries where there'd be a lot lot of socialising. So he was still working with Jameson, and I was working um, at a bakery um, called Egg. And it was run by a girl who used to live here in New York. And so it just felt like it's... How, how many people does Melbourne have? 20, 24 million? Melbourne? I, I mean, no. Australia? Uh, um, Australia has like between 22 and 24 million, yeah. That's the amount of people in Shanghai. Right. But yet it feels so small because you're an expat. Um, so yeah, it was very easy for us to have a very kind of easy life there. Your money goes a long way there compared to here. Um, <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, so it was a ni- it was probably like a really kind of nice way for us to start that part of our life together. Um, and I think that we've kind of like being here. I've already I already have friends from here, so we're at the f- kind of flip side now. And I think sometimes a lot of Australians in a big group. That's not Finn's favourite thing. I, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. so, um, whereas in uh, Shanghai we had... It was a mix of It everyone. was definitely a mix. A lot of Americans, um, but definitely a mix. But I think, well, so I've been in the States now for seven and a bit years, mm. and there's been times where it's not all Australians, and then it is all Australians, right. and then it's a mix of... Because I studied here, I have right, okay. my Israeli friends, my yeah. Colombian friends, like I love it, and you'll, you know, get to get the Americans. Yeah. Um, so there are, like, I think it, that that's what sort of takes a bit more time. Sure. Which is funny, coming to New York, you don't think so. No. You really don't think that you're going to end up hanging out with Australians. Yeah, but like, it's funny because that six months that I was here, pretty much only made Australian friends. I know, yeah. And I've kept Because you sort them. of came into an Australian yeah. group, yes. right? Yeah, and I'd, I'd met <coughs> them lots of times before. So for me, it's just natural just to be like, this is who I hang out with. Um, but yeah, for Finn, I can I can see why. But I, I don't want him to be deterred by that because we eventually want to move to Australia. Right. So he's going to be have to be surrounded by what, that. I think what I got to a point, though... Um, was that I'm just going to hang out with the people that make me happy. Yeah. And I'm not going to worry what nationality yes. they come from. Yes, But that took me a while to get. So hopefully I would say maybe with Finn that it will more be like, let's catch up with Flick, not let's catch up with Australian <laughs> yeah. Flick. Yeah, you know, like it's, it gets, because you... She's yeah. super Australian. Yeah, though. she really is. <laughs> that accent of hers is crazy. Oh, I love yeah. it. Um, he's just such a very social person as one. Well. He wants to meet new people all the time. Whereas I'm like 
but I have my friends. Friends, yeah. And haven't we done that? And then yeah. I feel like you hit like an age where you're like, do we have to keep meeting more yeah. and more people? Yeah. Like, and, but he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Which Good on it. That's going to be great for you though. Definitely. Like it definitely does kind of bring me out of my shell a bit more because I would rather just sometimes be like, I just want to be home. But I do have a good time when I'm out. Um, so what have you, through these this long-distance relationship, though, what did you what did you learn the most? That it needed to happen. That what needed to happen? A long, we needed to be long-distance, or else I don't think that we would have, um, we would have lasted. Wow, why? Like you were saying, you're very independent. Right. I hadn't really dated at all. I had gone to a certain point when I was in Vietnam, I was like, I'm happy never to ever date or have a partner and just adopt one of these children, you know. Yeah, we could just skip a whole step yeah, here. Yeah, I, I like, it's not to say I had given up on it, but I was like, I would be quite content to not have a partner. And I don't know if I needed to get to that point for me to be like, okay, because Finn is the opposite of that. Finn is like, very loving and he wants to be there and enjoy everything and he's got FOMO for not only stuff that he could do but stuff that you could do. Right. Um, and I think if we had lived in the same city for that much longer and it would it would have been too much for me. Um, so you could kind of gradually um, yeah. accept it and embrace it and yes. then love it. Yes. Yeah. I think also because we were doing long distance, we had a lot of like letter writing, like very kind of romantic. romantic. Yeah. Um, and we used to write the most beautiful letters to each other and I was reading some of them. I'm like, why don't we do this anymore? Oh, we see each other every yeah. day. Yeah. We, we don't have the material Pick anymore. Pick up the toilet <laughs> yeah. paper, yeah. would you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get my message? Why didn't you answer my message? That kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, like, I'm really thankful for it, even though it was quite hard but it makes me so much more grateful now to be with Finn and to spend and go on all these adventures with him um what do you what do you love the most about him I wrote this down like I have like notes in my phone that I, I write stuff sometimes and I wrote this down probably 2013 2014 so we started dating in 2013 and I wrote Finn brings me peace Mm. and I was just like that's what he does because he's such a kind of calming kind of person to me and but also kind of very motivating kind of person and I'm very much like a passive person sometimes so definitely that and he's just he's just very full of life um but yeah just have you you, you, I haven't met him did you meet him briefly at Flick's birthday Um, I don't think so because I was so concerned about the taking cake. the cake. <laughs> so book me this incredible cake. You were like kind birth. of bodyguarding because you was, were dancing was, next to the cake. I seriously was bodyguarding this cake. And um, I actually thought about that when I walked. So, Because you were like, so, you were like, I'm going to go now to bring the cake home. Yes. I was like, if there wasn't cake, would you stay? You know? No. <laughs> No, I wouldn't have. It was midnight. It was one of my bedtime. But it was so this cake, everyone. <laughs> so you sell cakes. You create. Yeah. You're a cake yeah. designer, yeah. cake cook, cake everything. Whatever. Baker, baker, baker. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it was so beautiful. And also, we'd we'd discuss behind the scenes of what like flavor it should yeah. be. So I was already very You're invested, invested. <laughs> in this cake. And then we went to this rowdy 
It was like in a shed. Yeah. The bar was in yeah. a shed. And it was getting a bit messy. Yeah. And I yeah. started to see people were using their hands to, to... I was one of those people. Yeah, and I didn't agree <laughs> with it. I was like, this thing I is, made it. is so beautiful. So I, when I decided to leave, I went up to you, yeah. which I'm pretty sure Finn was right next to you. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to go now. Um, I'm just going to take a cake. cake. And, then, and in my head, I was like... But Fleet's got a whole bunch of presents. Why didn't S take those? Like the pineapple, <laughs> like the towels that she got from Phoebe. Well, I didn't care about yeah. any of that. And then when I walked out, so Seymour, a friend of mine, we walked me home. And he's like, um, S, don't you think you would leave the cake <laughs> so everyone could enjoy the cake? I'm like, they're not enjoying it. They're drunk. I was just not... Gonna let anyone no, have this cake. No. I'm sure Flick's very thankful for you. I don't know. If oh, she okay. Knew. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, you had yeah. intact pieces like you know, yeah. the week. Yeah, no, definitely. Did you guys finish it? Uh, we didn't fully finish yeah, it. It was a lot of cake. It was a lot. I probably could have. I probably could have taken a nice slice home for us right. for a cup of tea the next day yeah. and left. Yeah. The rest. Uh, but I didn't. Anyway, no. but anyway, you haven't met Finn yet. I haven't met Finn, but yeah. I think he's I'm, just a very yeah. kind of contagious good time person and just lovely mm. yeah i can't wait to meet him yeah well we, he might come later today yeah, i know i'm excited yeah fuck you thank you so much oh for thank coming you on. oh i i i this was just amazing bl- blabbering. no yeah. this is exactly what i want <laughs> okay you're wonderful <laughs> thank you i i enjoyed it and I, it probably clarified a lot of things to me and i might just call my parents i think <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was such a lovely little surprise, that story. Yeah. Um, Who knows if they're married? Does it matter? It, do, do, it doesn't. Yeah, Does but it? I feel like back then it would have. Yeah, but then there was war. Right, I know, yeah. Like, when are you supposed to have a wedding? That's such a good point. <laughs> oh, no, we shouldn't leave our country and, yeah. and They have away. rings. Yeah, that's enough for me. Also, maybe that's the best way to go about it. Maybe. Oh, I'm happy to just do that. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll meet someone and then we'll be Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Cookie. Thanks, S.